This is the Warriors Community Podcast, a platform to share personal stories that inspire, equip, and empowers those who listen. Everyone has something in their story that is relatable. Everyone has a lesson to be learned from their story. And everyone has a tool to give to someone else to use on their personal journey. Our hope and prayer, the mission of the Warriors community, is that as you listen, as you hear people's struggles and their failures, but also their wins and successes, that you feel inspired, motivated, and encouraged, but that you also feel equipped and you walk away with tools to use on your journey and that you feel empowered to keep going, especially if you're in a place where you are struggling too. We hope that through this podcast, you learn, but you also connect with other women and you can connect with them, not just by listening to this podcast, but you can connect on social media. We really want this to be a place where a community is developed and where women can network, share resources, bond, and develop relationships. We hope that you enjoy this podcast, but we also hope that you join in on the Warriors community. Welcome back to the Warriors community podcast. You heard not long ago from one of two, my favorite Colombians, Tolly. She came and shared her story. I felt it was so powerful. So today we have my other Colombian cousin, sister, niece, I would never know what to call you, (laughs) Malou, who was also an au pair for Alicia, same family, which is how we met. And if you have not listened to Tolly's podcast, one, I would suggest you go do that. But if you didn't hear that, let me just say what I said before in Tolly's podcast. Alicia was my boss and she introduced me to her cousin, Cody, who is now my husband. And Alicia also had Tolly as an au pair first and then she had Malou. So that's how we all know each other. That's how we're connected is really through Alicia. So Malou, thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. Obviously, I just said you're Colombian and you're an au pair. For those who have no idea what an au pair is, can you explain? Yes, so it's like an exchange program where you can come to the United States, live with an American family, and you improve your English, you know about the culture, you live in their house, like for one or two years. Mm -hmm. And you're really just focused on the kids stuff, right? Yes. Okay. When did you come to America? Three years ago. Three years ago. So you have not been here as long as Tolly. Before we get into your story in America, I'd love for you to share with everyone, what was life growing up in Colombia? Can you tell us a little background about you before we dive into your story now? Okay, so I am from Bogota. Bogota is the capital of Colombia. Mm-hmm. And this is like a small New York. This is a busy city. Everybody's busy. Everyone is there in their own business. In Bogota, my mom, I used to live with my mom. Mm-hmm. I lived with her until I was 13, 14 years old. 
she had a full-time job which most of the people they have a full-time job and you're just working all the time that's your life in <laughs> Colombia you're just working and working so much because we don't have that many opportunities that here yeah so we don't have that many jobs so people they need to work all day long Monday to Saturdays from 8 to 7 the traffic is terrible in that city so it will take you like one two hours to get home oh, so your life is just working from 4 to 8 p.m. You don't spend that many time with your children. Yeah. So I used to live with my mom in a rented room. My father wasn't in the equation in that moment. And she was working hard for me. She mm. was all the time working to pay the bills. It was mm. not just for the money. It was because you have priorities to pay the rent, food, school. She was just raising me. So it was hard. I wasn't spending that much time with her. I was by myself. That's how I learned how to be so independent. I learned so many things that people learn when they're 16, 13. I learned that when I was 6, 7, 8. You are very independent. That's something with both you and Tali that I notice and I think everybody notices is one, the independence, but two, how responsible you are. And I say this to both of you all the time. I said it on Tali's podcast. Never was I as mature or responsible (laughs) as either of you when I was your age. I love hearing your stories of how you grew up and what caused you to grow up so quickly. But I also don't hear when you talk about your life in Colombia and how your your dad wasn't in the picture for a while and your mom was working, I never hear anger or bitterness. No, because I knew that she was she was working for me. She always gave me what I needed in that moment. So Mm -hmm. I was happy having my plate of food. I always had food. I always had a house. It was a small room, but it was enough for me. So for me, it was like, she has to work. There is not another option. It's not like she wants to leave me. She doesn't have another choice. Choice, which I love that because in America, everybody prides themselves in working so hard. It's not even necessarily that everybody has to work. It's just... Well, we take pride in our work ethic, which I think is is good to an extent. But like you said, in Colombia, you have to. If you want to survive, you have to work. But here, there's a lot of kids who can become very bitter, resentful, or even rebellious. Like, my parents don't make time for me. They don't care. Or anything like that with you. And this is really the reason I wanted you to be on the podcast is because... I notice deep-rooted gratitude in you all the time. I noticed that your life was tough and you could easily sit here and talk about some things growing up and kind of have a pity party for yourself <laughs> or be angry or you know you could have your life could have gone so many different directions but you just always speak with this appreciation. Like, my mom worked hard for me. Yes. Where did that come from at such a young age where you just had an understanding of, it's okay, I have food. My mom is doing her best. You learn that after you have been here in America, right? Mm-hmm. It's so different. And um, here with the family, they we have more privileges, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. And so you start comparing, like, wow, I never had this, but I never dream about this either. Hmm. Like my mom always showed me that no matter what I had, it would be fine for me. 
like example so no matter if we're not rich but we have food that's enough for you mm. we're not in the best school but you have the privilege to have education uh, we don't have money to go on vacation but we have money to go and buy ice cream I don't know she always find the other way uh, like a better choice you know and I was a child so I never and I never had TV you know <laughs> so you never saw what was the real world I never yeah. you know so she's a great person and I'm so grateful for that and I learned so many lessons through that I so that. I know what is working hard I know what is to be grateful I know that if you want something you need to go out and look for that you're gonna have a lot of problems in your life, but you need to solve them. Self-sufficient and being a problem solver, yes, you def definitely have that. So what made you even want to come to America? So by that moment, I was living with my father. They got, they got married when I was 10. I lived with them together three years, that's it. And then they got divorced. Hmm. So I took the choice to live with my father. Hmm. We were going through a lot of stuff. He lost his job, and then I was 19 by that time, and I was working, I wanted to study. When he lost his job, it was just me. So wow. I couldn't keep studying. He wasn't giving me money, my mother either. So I was like, this is so hard, I'm so young, why do I have to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had the idea to come to the United States, but it was also expensive for me. Yeah, because you have to pay if you want to be an au pair you have to pay for that program as well and I didn't have the money so mm -hmm. my father in that moment he was like I want you to go to the United States to look for better opportunities wow. so we find a way it was easy and I came here for a better quality of life and mm -hmm. improve my English everything was easy so I was I think God had everything planned for me Mm. Yes. No, I agree. Like now at this point, I couldn't imagine life without you or Tolly. Like you are a part of the family. It, yes. it, it doesn't even feel like, oh, these are the au pairs and we just really love them. It's so much deeper than that. And I see how you impact everybody's life around you, including my own. So I'm like, there has to be a Malou in my life. There has to be, like, you were absolutely meant to be here in America. Coming here, you did not actually have a good experience at first in no. the au pair program. And it took you a minute to find the Bush family yes. when it was good. Can you? So I, I, yeah. think, I think God takes me for a lot of experiments, you know? He's <laughs> like, I'm not gonna give you this easy, you have to go through this. And yeah. that's a lesson that I learned. If God is not doing something, it's because he wants to change you in that moment. Hmm. So it was not the right time to get in the Bush family at the first time because I had to learn something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a bad experience with two families and then God put uh, the Bush family, which I prayed for, mm -hmm. and I prayed for them. I wanted a kind family and nice people. And the most important part, I wanted to feel part of the family. Mm -hmm. because I never had a family back home. Yeah. You know, like father and mother. It was just my mom. Yeah. So I was like, I want that. A lot of people, a lot of kids, they do, they have that. I want it. Yeah. I would like to have brothers and sisters and live in that family that is 
like a healthy family. And then Alicia met me and she was like, I want you as a, as my next au pair. Because you knew Tolly. Yes. Is that correct? Okay, yes. yeah. So that was the connection to the Bush family was Tolly. Yes, I met yeah. Tolly and then COVID hit the country. And oh, then yeah. so I was spending all my weekends in their house. Yeah. And then I was about to leave to California to finish my first year as an au pair. And then Alicia was like, well, you can do your second year here. Mm. Because Tolly at that time will be done. Yes. So I was like, okay. I mean, I never thought that it would be true. And then she, like months later, she reached me out and she was like, well, are you coming or not? <laughs> That's such a her way of doing things. Like, are you coming? Like, I'm ready for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then now I'm here. When you got here, to give the listeners a little bit of context. So like you said, you didn't grow up having a whole lot. You come into a family who is very wealthy. Yes. And, it, and they're a big family. And they're also, like I said this in, in Tolly's podcast, they're not like a lot of other Americans who say, oh yeah, we're Christian, but it, they might go to church and then they might not. They're a very strong Christian family with Christian True. values. So was that shocking for you? Were there things where you were like, I, uh, this is hard, or I don't know how I feel about oh. this? Well, in Colombia, we have, most of the people are Catholic, right? So mm -hmm. I was Catholic. I was a believer, but I didn't have a close relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Here, most of the Americans are Christians. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different. So for me, it wasn't that different. I was like, I can adapt to the place, you know? So if they're Christians and I like it, I can change. So I was just learning. Mm -hmm. I went to church. I never had a good relationship with church. Mm -hmm. when I was young I was like this is boring I don't like to be here <laughs> but I always had God present in my life I always knew about God mm -hmm. and I always prayed for a good relationship with him so when they introduced me to the church and I like it I was like this is it mm -hmm. so then I started learning how my life would change and then I started reading the Bible which I never did when I was young and then I started serving at church and then I was like this is my place this brings me happiness Mm. I feel joy here. So it wasn't different. And it's, they're not as strict Christians. Right. They never told me, like, you have to. They were like, hey, would you like to come to church? We do it as a family. Mm -hmm. You're part of the family. And I was like, well, I'm part of the family. That's true. I should do that with them. I, I think for me that was the best part of this family. <laughs> Is, yes. Well, and they do a good job, which I, I believe. And I've said this so many different ways on the podcast. I believe in respecting somebody's autonomy. I believe that we, we should always give people choice. But I also believe that we should challenge each other and push each other towards a better way of life and a healthier way to, to do things. And so I, I always appreciated how Alicia approached both you and Tali on that of yes. like, hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we do as a family. We would love for you to be a part of it. But there were times where you and Tali would not come. You would choose not to come, and then it, it wasn't like this huge fight or anything like that. It was just, okay. When, when you got here, were there things that you were going, I don't like this about the American culture or the people that I see? or Like, like you said, I, I grew up where just happy to have food on the table. And then you have all these ungrateful <laughs> children or, un, you know, was that hard or was that just something you observed and you were like, eh? Well, the culture is different. 
people are different as well. We are happy all the time and we want to hug and you know, everybody is our friend and here American people are like, respect my personal space, <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. And then with the kids, they had, ev- I will say everything. Mm-hmm. Thanks God they have good food, good education. So I'm not gonna be mad with them. What I like is to teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Hey, I didn't have that when I grew up. I didn't have that when I was your age. Mm-hmm. So be grateful, as you said. It's what, it was so different, but I was not like, I never had this in my life. I'm so mad why I grew up, like why my mom couldn't pay for me. I was like, I'm so happy that these three children, they have everything. I just want to teach them to be grateful every single day. You know, they have good education, they have great parents, they have great people around them. I just want them to be people that are gonna impact the world. I wanna bring up an event that happened. It wasn't really an event, it was a moment for you, but I watched it the whole time and it's always stuck with me. So I'm semi putting you on the spot. (laughs) I know you're like, what is this? I remember sitting in church one day, we always sit together as a family. And there was one sermon, I can't even remember what the sermon was about, but you were like weeping. Yes, I don't know. When it started during worship, you were really crying, but it didn't stop. And you were, oh, I say weeping. It was really like lots of tears, but like quiet tears. And I just observed you the entire service. And then when it was over and we closed with worship, you were still crying. And I remember somebody asked you, like, are you okay? What's going on? And you were just crying. And you, all you could say was, like, I'm just, I'm getting emotional even. <laughs> like, I'm just so thankful. I'm so, I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful. And I started crying in that moment. I'm like, where's that coming from? Like, that's so powerful and that has always stuck with me so can you explain what was happening in that moment now we're both crying (laughs) (laughs) my life has changed so much and I'm so thankful for Alicia and Brandon because they have given me the opportunity to be in their life so that day I was emotional and I was (laughs) crying so much so I pray I ask for things but he always gives me more and it's funny to say this because I, I will pray for simple things and he's like, no, I'm not going to give you this. I'm going to give you something better. Mm-hmm. So it's so unexpected. He's like, wow, yeah. I never I never expect this and you gave it to me. Just the simple thing that I live in a big house and I have the opportunity to go and pay for a nice dinner mm-hmm. to buy clothes to help my mom. I never had the dream to come to the United States to study my career. I never that never crossed my mind hmm. because I always had enough back home. I was just like I'm gonna work for the rest of my life, working from four a.m. to nine p.m. That was my life there. I finished school and I started working hard. I was never at home. I was just by myself. So here is so different, and I have so many things, so many people that wants to help me. I want to do an impact in this world. I want to serve, I want to help, I want to show to everyone what I have, what God has given me. And I'm just so grateful every single day because I can wake up and I have an apartment. Now we live in an apartment and it's so- Beautiful. A beautiful apartment. Yeah. And I never pray for this. Mm -hmm. Like I never was like, I want an apartment, like I want a penthouse. Mm -hmm. I was just always like, I want a home. 
-hmm. And he was like, I want to give you something better. Mm -hmm. I want education. I want to give you something better. Yeah. So it was always things that I was, okay, this is nice. I, I like it. Well, and even when you guys did move, again, for context, for anyone who doesn't know y'all, you did live in a really big, beautiful home that you sold a couple of months ago. Now y'all are in apartments temporarily. So I remember texting you before we moved, y'all moved, I say we, <laughs> we're here so much, we might as well. Before you guys moved, I know, so uh, the Bush family, they had, they got their apartment, mm -hmm. but then they got uh, another apartment in the same building for you and Tolly. Yes. I remember you texting me and you were saying, they did that for us. It was never a question whether or not myself or Tolly were coming with them. And it was, we never asked for our own apartment. We didn't ask for these things. They just did that. And I remember you being like, that was so nice. And again, I'm reading your messages and somehow you always make me emotional, which is funny because you're the non-emotional one. <laughs> yes, yes. I like see, uh, to see people crying. <laughs> Tolly's usually the crier and you're like, no, I'm fine. But you tend to cause me to be emotional because I'm reading this and I'm like, she's so great. Like, of course you came with them. Like, just because I know Brandon and Alicia and the way that they operate, I'm like, of course they did that. That's just... You don't think about that, but then for you, you're like, no, I'm pausing to think about how amazing and nice that is. And I, I remember that you asked me, are you sad because you're leaving the house? And I say, no, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Well, because home is where I am with them. Yeah. No matter where, as I say, I grew up in a room, so small. Yeah. And now we have an apartment with wonderful people. So no matter where they take me, I will, I will go with them. Unless they kick me out. <laughs> they would never kick you out. <laughs> no matter if we live in a small place, I will be grateful and happy. And I will serve them and honor them every day of my life. You know, there's so many listeners who I'm sure have gratitude. You can have gratitude no matter who you are, where you came from, where you live. But there may be listeners who are hearing this and they're going... I am feeling convicted that I maybe am resentful in this area or bitter or whatever. Like I've told you before, I feel like you carry the gratefulness in you. Like that's a, just such a part of who you are. It's convicting. It's hard to be around you and hear what you think and, and what you feel and not be like, oh, I am, I have some work to do. Pause. I know, I know, you were so into that episode, and I know you hate ads just like I usually do, but I want to take a second and tell you about the Warriors Apparel. Why Warriors Apparel? Well, it's to remind yourself who you are, a warrior. If you would like your own Warriors shirt, you can go to the Warriors Instagram Click on the link tree located in the bio and you will find right at the top, remind yourself who you are apparel. You can choose from a hoodie, crew neck, unisex t-shirt, or a v-neck t-shirt. They come in two different colors and all the sizes. Go to the link in the bio on Instagram to purchase yours today. Now back 
to your favorite podcast. So there may be some people who are going, I just... I, I can see that I've been bitter here or resentful here or ungrateful. So for those people, would you have any advice for them of like, here's, how, here's where we start to be grateful? Uh, I will say, so everything that you do, you're going to have problems in your life. There is always something that is going to be in the middle of that. And then you're going to be like, why me? Why this is happening to me? Why God? You know, you start questioning those things. And then at the end, you see that God put everything for you to be a better person because he was making something better for you. I was young and I had a broken family. I never had a good relationship with my father. I never had the opportunity to study. I had to work since I was young. And I was like, why this is happening to me? Why Mm -hmm. cannot have a normal life? Why do I need to work hard so much? And then you understand that if you want something, you need to work hard. And if you have problems, you are the only one that can choose if you are bigger than the problem or the problem is bigger than you. That's good. You're the only one that can solve that. You're the only one that can wake up every morning and make an impact in everyone else's life. I'm grateful because everything has changed my life. As I said, I had a lot of problems when I was young, but look, now I'm studying. I have a beautiful family here. And I have so many people. I have a good relationship with God, I, which I never had. And I always pray over that. Everything has solution. Work hard every single day of your life. And then be grateful. Thanks God because I woke up this morning. Thanks God because I have food. Thanks God because I have a job. Thanks God because I have a beautiful family that is waiting for me. And then you will see that your life gets better. Yes. And you're happy. And then there is no point to hate anyone or just be in the past because then your life is going to be just sad. You don't want that. Like, right. You just just change and just say, like, I'm going to be better than this. I'm better than this. I'm a better person. I can do better. Yes, I think it's so good sometimes to take pause and go, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so grateful for this. I'm thankful for that. And intentionally make yourself stop but i've noticed that the more you do that the more natural it becomes and you stop you you stop having to make yourself say i am thankful for or i am great you know and you just start naturally having those moments where you're just truly in awe or truly like oh my gosh that means so much to me i remember months ago you know i had a lot of abuse that took place in a certain town and I went there with, with my husband, Cody. All of the abusive relationships that I had been in took place in, in that town. And I never thought I would go back there, ever. I avoided it, and I went with my husband. And the first night we were there, I woke up in the middle of the night, and I just started crying because I had the moment where I woke up, and I was like, I had the worst nights, and how nice of God to bring this full circle where now I'm here with my husband who loves me and I'm safe. And I just, I woke up with this like, oh, like that deep gratitude where I'm now I'm laying in bed and Cody's just asleep. He has no idea that I'm having this moment. (laughs) And I'm crying and I'm like, that was so kind of the Lord. Like I never tried to make that moment happen. I didn't have a moment where I was going, I'm going to go here with Cody and we're going to, and I'm going to break this thing that didn't happen. It just, we happened to be there. And so 
when you start intentionally saying, no, I'm going to choose to be grateful. I'm grateful for food. I'm grateful that we can go to this nice place for dinner. It does, it changes the way that you think and believe naturally. So those moments happen like you with the apartment, like, oh my gosh, that was so kind of them. Or, you know, you sitting in church. I love that with you, but was there ever a time in your life where you, you could have gone the other way, where you felt oh, I'm really starting to be frustrated or bitter, resentful, and and, that, and you had to wrestle through that with the Lord, like, why is my life this way or why is this hard? Yeah, I think when, when I was young, and as I said, my father lost his job. And even when they got divorced, I was like, so I always thought that I could solve the problems by myself. I never liked to go and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And so they got divorced, and then... They were just lying to me. They were like, we're gonna sell the apartment. You have to come with me. And then my mom was like, no, you have to come with me. And I was like, in the mm-hmm. middle, and I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And then I just, and, I, and then I choose to stay with my father. And it was the same thing because he was never at home because I never lived with him when I was a child. So I was like, oh, this is the time, you know, to spend time together, to learn oh. about each other. And then it wasn't that. He and was it wasn't that, it was just, I was never his priority. I remember that one day I was crying and I was like, why you cannot love me Mm. in the same way that I love you? What do I have to? I was always a good student. I was always a good child. I was, I never did drugs. I was never alcoholic. I was always studying and being good. And then he kicked me out of the house. And then he was like, you need to get a job when I was 16. Mm. And I was like, why is this happening to me? if I'm not a bad person. And I keep praying for that. I'm like, I want him to love me in the same way that I love that I love him. And I don't know, it's so hard. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, and I, I love that too, because then God gave you Brandon, who is Alicia's husband. And yeah. He, Brandon cries over you girls. You, we start talking about Malou and he's, he's a puddle because he loves you so much so he's really helped in that with that dad piece mm-hmm. and I've seen, both of you cry over each other yeah that's, <laughs> that's true so I remember that I remember that one day I was babysitting with a family and I was talking about the bushes mm-hmm. because I always talk about them all the time <laughs> and then I was like yeah and I live here and they give me this and the family was like really why and I was like, yeah, and they give me these, these. And then I was driving, and I had worship music in the car, and I start crying. <laughs> and then I remember, I think Brandon and Alicia remember as well, I went to their patio in the other house, and I was just crying. And I was like, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. Mm. So I think they were like, what is going on with you? <laughs> uh-huh. But I was just being thankful. I was yeah. like, they don't have any responsibility with me and they take care of me as a child mm-hmm. they take care of me as a daughter mm-hmm. so they care about me they take me to church they're like are you okay yeah so i'm really grateful for them yeah which i also feel like it's god bringing that full circle because it's not that you had bad parents they did their very best mm-hmm. so it's not like oh you you came from this this awful childhood but it's also God just seeing, oh, you know what she really could use is a, a father figure who's going to deeply connect with her. 
You know what she really could use is that whole family unit that she's craved. And so I just love how God notices those things in our lives. And he's like, ooh, ooh, like you said, I'm going to give it to you, but better yes. than what you expected. Going back, when, when you were in those moments of, okay, I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? Like, I don't understand. What made you continue to choose? But I'm going to stay grounded here, and I'm going to stand on, I'm grateful, and I'm going to be fine, and I'm going to work hard to get through this. Because you, you could have chosen something totally different. Yes. How did you choose that? I will say that, well, my mom says that, that I have an angel always with me, protecting me. Mm -hmm. For some reason, everything always goes well. <laughs> so God is always protecting me. So I think it was more powerful, the faith that I have in that moment, that I had in that moment for him, mm -hmm. than the bad thoughts. I never thought like, what about, if I, well, yeah, you can say like, I'm going to leave the house. I don't care. I'm not going to, I'm going to choose to be a bad person. But I don't know, in that moment, I think my mom always put in, on me good values. I don't know, it was just natural. Mm -hmm. I never had bad people around me. I never had bad influences like, oh, no, you should do this. Oh, we should drink so your problems are going to be solved. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, as I said, I learned so many lessons when I was young, when I was eight, nine. So when I was 14, I was already thinking as an adult in that mm -hmm. moment. I was like, I'm not doing that. I think God always protect me in that moment because he knew that I was by myself. Yeah. I was living with my father, but he was never there. My mom was living with her new husband. So I was just, it was just me. Yeah. So it was just me solving my problems. It was just me giving me solutions. So I think God was always there. It never crossed my mind to do something bad. Which I love that because it, it always is heartbreaking to me when people go through trials. And I have said this and almost every podcast we're gonna go through trials like Tolly said this really well in her podcast and she was talking about in a sermon she heard the pastor say oh I'm gonna mess this up it's pain produces the purpose and perspective mm -hmm. and people go through pain that's life sometimes mm -hmm. I want to yes. look at people and be like welcome this is <laughs> it's going to be hard but a lot of times the, they don't leave the pain they allow the pain to take over. They allow the traumatic event or the abuse or the hurt, whatever it was, they allow that to rule their decision-making and the path that they choose in life. And that becomes the driver for their decisions, like drinking their pain away. Or like for me, I was hurting so bad, I didn't have words for it and I was too overwhelmed to acknowledge it, but sex felt really good. For a while, it was just, ooh, I know how to not feel the pain here. But then you come to a place where you have to decide, what is my core value going to be? Like, what am I going to stand on? What am I going to choose? And so, like, for me, it was, am I going to go back to the roots that I know that I've been taught about the Lord or about real good values? Or am I going to continue to run away because the pain is like, oh, I can't, I can't touch that. That hurts. When I think you start to pursue what's hard, it becomes really easy. So I just love for you that you're like, that wasn't really 
it wasn't really an option to think this other way. Like, I, it just was easy to always be grateful. Yes. I don't think it comes that naturally sometimes. <laughs> well, it does. Even if I'm, I think I haven't, maybe I have been mad at God sometimes, but at the end I'm like, okay, everything that I have is because of him, so it's a balance. <laughs> He's like, you, you can't know? really be mad. So I cannot, re- uh, yes. And yeah. through the years, you understand why he does that. Through the years, I was like, oh, I had to go through that because now I'm here. Mm-hmm. I had to have that pain, so now I can be more grateful. I had to go through that so I could meet Brandon and Alicia and you and Tali and everyone. Mm-hmm. I could. I had to go through that, and now I can study. So it's just everything makes sense. It's like a puzzle, so now it's like, oh, okay, now everything makes sense. Now I know for the future lessons... Yeah, for like gonna have pain. Yes, but it's gonna be worth it. Yes. So no, I love that. And going back to that moment at church when you cried the whole service, did that shift anything for you after that? Was that something that that marked you in a way, or was that just a moment where you were like, "Oh, I'm finally taking everything in," me coming to America and being with this family. And in this church. So that happened, I think, one month before me leaving the country. When you are an au pair, you have a contract of two years, right? You have mm-hmm. to go back home. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I wanted to go back home, but I, I also wanted to stay. And not because of the money of the opportunities. I was like, I really enjoy to live with the bushes. Yeah. So They're fun. Yes, <laughs> they, they are. I mean... So I started doing my process to stay here and study, which I never thought about it. I was mm-hmm. like, this is this that's not gonna happen. I mean, I have to show so much money. Mm-hmm. I need to do so many stuff. I don't have those resources. But then God made everything so easy for me. So I was living in December and I think that sermon was November or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was praying over because to get a visa in Colombia is not that easy, Mm. right? So a lot of Colombian people are gonna come to the United States to stay illegal. So America is not gonna allow that, right? So the embassy is gonna make the process really hard for us. It's not not just going there, I want a visa. And oh, got it, no. (laughs) You have to prove, you have to show that you have money, you have to show that you have the resources that you're not going to stay here illegal just to make money or you're going to get married with an American. Right. That I'm not going to take advantage of the country, right? Right. So that's hard. So I was just crying and then I was like, no matter what happened, I know that you have the best for me. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I knew that everything that I had, it was because of him. So I was just being grateful. I was, that day, everything changed. My faith was bigger. I started reading the Bible every single day, I remember. I was praying, I was on my knees, crying every single day. And even Alicia was like, why are you crying? And I'm like, <laughs> because just the point that I'm not going to be able to see you guys, just think about that, mm-hmm. that would break my heart. That day, it was, my faith grew even more. Wow. I was like, I know that you're able, you're more than able, God. You're yeah. going to give me everything that you want for me and if you want the best i'm pretty sure you're gonna give me this visa but i mean you have the dog that maybe my best is gonna be in colombia i don't know so you never know yeah so that day when i cried i was like 
no matter what happened, if I don't come back, I'm, re I'm really grateful for everything that I live in this country. It, it was really powerful, I think, for all of us who sat and saw that. The whole service, I was like, I, do, I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, that lady was crying a lot. Yeah. And again, you're actually not here. We've been crying often on this whole podcast, but you really are not the emotional person. No. You are typically like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. And when we talk about things, you're very like short, sweet to the point and just like, okay, great. Got it. Good. And yes. I always find it interesting that you're that way, but then that moment, that, I think that was the first time I ever saw you cry. And so I'm sitting there like, I don't know what's happening, but it's powerful, and I'm crying. <laughs> That's true. If you had one thing you want a listener to take away from hearing all of this, or one piece of advice, what would you give? Well, I would say to be grateful with everything and also to work hard. If you want to achieve something, you really have to work hard every single day. Also, mm -hmm. you have to help other people. I mean, we need to help others. I want to impact this world. So I will say work hard every single day, learn lessons and go through everything. No matter what, you're gonna find always an obstacle in the yeah. middle, but you have to learn something about it. Yeah. So be grateful every single day. God is always going to answer your prayers and always going to give you more than what you're praying for. That's so good. And then last question, and we'll close. Has there ever been a song, a Bible verse, or a book, or a podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I texted you earlier, and I said, hey, be thinking of a resource. And now she's got her phone out. So uh, Alicia gave us a book on maybe September. It's mm -hmm. called uh, The Circle Marker. Oh, yes, by my Pastor sister. Mark Patterson. I don't know how to pronounce his yes. last name. So it is a book where you will learn how to pray in a new way by drawing circles around your dreams, your family, your mm -hmm. problems, and God's promises. My sister just did a podcast, and that was hers. So I love that. I'm going to copy and paste the link to that book, and I'm going to put it in the show description for this episode so people can click that link and go to that book. So it's a great book every day you have. Uh, he talks about a scripture and he gave an experience about his life and mm -hmm. how praying is so powerful. Yeah. So I love the book. It's yeah. like growing a relationship with God. Yeah. I do it in the mornings. Now I'm doing it again. Oh, nice. I just got it on Audible. I this haven't the, started it yet. This is the second time that I'm doing it. Wow. Okay. Well, then I'm excited. Uh-huh. So, um, I like it. Because sometimes for me, it's really hard to pray. Mm -hmm. And praying over people. And then you learn that praying is just communicate with God. It's yeah. just a simple conversation. Yeah. And But if I want to honor Him, I need to learn more about it. So, this book is like... If you fast, it will be powerful. If you lay on your knees, it will be more powerful. I think that will change my life. Hmm. I start praying over people and then God answered a lot of prayers. When I did it last year, I prayed over the house when they were selling the house. Yeah. And that was awesome. And then I'm just praying over things again. And then I want to go back in years and say, oh, look, he answered my prayers. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Even my sister said when she read that book, she's never fasted. She was like, I, I, I get it, but I just haven't done it. And our dad fasted often. We watched him fast. But she didn't do it. And she was like, I just, I like food. 
So I didn't, but she read this book and she said she fasted for the very first time in her life. And she, I remember when she was going through that, she was like, this is so much more powerful than I think I knew it would ever be. Mm-hmm. And it, that really marked her. And so it's just funny how sometimes you, you grow up and around praying and fasting, mm-hmm. but when you haven't had a true experience, it's hard to understand and grasp how powerful it could be. So yes, I will put that link in the show notes for this show. Yes. Thank you so much. No, thank you. That was really good. You made me cry like you usually do. (laughs) I'm so thankful for that. (laughs) 